Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard as on Aaron's beard, the oil which ran down upon the edges of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. The Lord commanded the blessing there, life forever. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. And we ask as we look at your word that you would teach us. God, that you would open our eyes to see you. And understand how we should live in relationship with each other. And how to experience the life that you're calling us to live. God, meet us where we are. Remove our distractions that are welling up in our hearts and our spirit. And may your Holy Spirit rest on us and teach us in the next few moments. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week, Pastor Sai shared a message with you called Think Different. It challenged you to think different than the world around you in your Christian walk. And I appreciate him sharing that message. But let me ask you a question. What happens when you find yourself living in relationship with people who are different? Or you sit at the table for the holidays with people who think different than you. And you know as soon as you sit down and you look across the table at them, you know what's coming, right? You know what's about to happen. And it's not going to be good. So you bite your tongue and you try to persevere through the mashed potatoes and the dressing and gobble down that dessert so you can get up and move on. Maybe into that coma that you're going to sleep through the rest of the day. But what happens when you find yourself living in relationship with people who are different? Have different beliefs? Have different opinions? Perspectives? Live different kind of lifestyles? What do you do? What happens when you work with someone that you just struggle to get along with? What happens when you wake up one day and you find yourself married to a person that you didn't know existed before? What happens when you have to invest in family that you're not prepared to invest in? How do you handle those situations? Well, here's my challenge for you this morning. And my challenge is going to be throughout this study. Bring it to the table. You see, there comes a point in our lives where we have to realize that we are different. And that's okay. We need to value our differences instead of trying to make everyone conform to our standards. 
when we can learn to appreciate your differences and my differences and work together and build the kingdom, that changes everything. You think, well, I'm not sure the Bible speaks about this. Let's look at this again. I read from you Psalm 133. If you would turn there in your Bibles, we're going to look at that this morning. Just a couple of verses, three actually. And look at the value or the blessing of unity. Even amongst our differences. As we bring it to the table this morning. Psalm 133. It begins with one word. In my Bible it says, Behold. Now, the... um, Original translation for that word is, hey, listen. (laughs) You see that word, behold. It is a call to pay attention. Listen up. Don't be distracted. Stop what you're doing. Listen to what I have to say. Make eye contact. Are we together? Okay. Behold. The author says, does anyone know who the author of the psalm is? Your Bible might help you. David. How good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. Doesn't that sound nice? How good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. Now, I don't know about you. Anybody in here have a sibling? Unity does not characterize your relationship, does it? Think about, or think about this. The person you spend a lot of time with, when you think about, okay, what is one word that would sum up our relationship? I don't, I don't think it matters who it is. It's probably not unity, is it? You think about our world that we live in. We can't bring anyone to the table together. Even people who are like-minded. So let's, let's just pull the band-aid off. I'm not sure I could get two of you to come sit at this table and get along throughout a meal. Isn't that sad? A church full of Christians, believers have different opinions and attitudes about things. We can't even get along. We can't even value our differences and share a meal together at a table or appreciate one another and strive to live in unity. David says, listen how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. What are the two descriptive words that he shares? He shares two. How good and pleasant. Think about things that are good for you. Think about things that are pleasant to your eyes and to your senses. Sometimes those don't match, do they? Sometimes things that pleasure us aren't good for us. Right? Sometimes our cravings and our drawings. You know, we, for Halloween, we got a big thing of those little Cheeto puff things. Those little packages. 
Those th so when you go to the store and you see the big tub of Cheeto Puffs, or you see the individually wrapped, always choose the individually wrapped ones. You know why? Then you have an excuse to eat like 50 packages. Because one package is too little, right? It won't fill you up, so just grab five or six. Things that make you feel good are not always good for you. Things that are good for us don't always pleasure us, right? Like going to the doctor, or getting shot, or the dentist. They're good for us, but they're not pleasurable. David here is saying, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live, to dwell together in unity. Now, what, what does someone... You guys found the author, I guess, because your Bible said it, right, at the top of the psalm. Does anyone have another descriptor of this psalm? What kind of psalm is this? Anyone know? Does your Bible help you? Psalm of Ascent. There's a handful of these kinds of psalms in Scripture. Does anyone know what that means? That's a good observation, yes. These psalms would be sung by the people as they went up to worship. So think about this. As they are approaching Jerusalem to worship, they're singing this song. They might be singing it through gritted teeth. <laughs> it's like... Like you tell your kids, right? You're going to get along. You're like, yeah, sure. How good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together, to dwell in unity. There's a blessing here. And, and he compares it, he contrasts this unity with two different things in the next couple of verses. What are the two items that he compares this unity to, or he illustrates this unity with. They're kind of weird. Oil and do. Now, it's my goal today not to repeat that word. Because my first question is, what does oil do? I'm not going to ask that question about do. Ha, ha, ha. Verse 2. Unity is like the precious oil on the head. Unity is like precious oil on the head. What is that? That's weird. So in order for us to understand this, I need some help. I need a volunteer. Jackson, come on up, buddy. So oftentimes, would, do you mind sitting in this chair? Okay. You don't have to look at the people, but I promise you they're going to look at you. So when, when, when you would go and visit someone at their house, you would, in the Bible times, how would you get there? Um, walking. You would walk, yeah. right? And oftentimes it would be hot or cold, right? And you would walk with your sandal feet, and sometimes you walk. Do you know how many miles your house is from here? Okay, so you just think you walk two hours to church, two miles to church, however long that takes, and you come visit, and you're going to sit at my table with me. 
realizing the fact that there's, there's a good chance Jackson hasn't had a bath in a while. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're thinking Bible times, right, when this was written. There's a chance that maybe you take a bath once a week. You go down to the river or the spring. And so maybe it's been a few days. Maybe you had a bath yesterday. I don't know. But we also have to remember something else. They didn't have deodorant. So there's a good chance when Jackson comes to visit me and he's going to sit at my table and eat, there's a good chance you smell pretty bad. I mean, the odor is rough. So a solution to that problem would be anointing oil. The homeowner would take some oil. Do you mind if I put a little oil on you? Um, okay, here, I'm going to let you want to touch it to make sure it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt me. Do you smell it? Does it smell bad? No, it smells pretty good. It smells actually. pretty good. So what they would do is they would take some oil and they would rub it often on their head. Just a fragrance and aroma that would just kind of float through the air. It may be cool and refreshing to him because he's been walking for two miles and he's sitting at the table. Uh, oftentimes it would come with washing of his feet to clean his feet a little bit as we go. This psalm says, Unity among brothers is like precious oil on the head. Refreshing, fragrant appealing, removes some of the dirty smelliness of his aroma. But it doesn't end there. It says this oil, this precious oil, doesn't stop on the head. It runs down on the beard. You see that? You don't have... Uh, you don't have a beard, and I'm not going to pour this on your head. So if you're curious, Jackson, this is called frankincense and myrrh. You've heard of that before, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, that's pretty good smell, isn't it? Jackson, you can go and have a seat. This oil, this blessing of unity, is not just a refreshment on the head. But this blessing of unity that David's talking about here runs down on the beard. Where does that come to mind? There's an overflowing abundance here. It's not just a little salve that appeases the nostrils, but this is an overflowing blessing that's running down the face. Not only that, there's more detail. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard. Whose beard? As on Aaron's beard. Who's Aaron? The high priest, Aaron. The representative between God and his people. This changes the oil altogether. It's not just household oil, but this is a special oil. An oil of blessing, of consecration. This unity is like that oil that runs down on the beard, but it doesn't stop there. This precious oil, this sacred oil of the high priest, verse 2 ends with this, the oil which ran down upon the edges of his robes. Now there's a discussion on this verse 
or this phrase, whether or not this oil runs all the way down his robe to the bottom or just to the collar. It doesn't matter. The thought is, or the picture that's being painted here, is there's an abundance of oil that's being poured. An overflow of sacred oil. A blessing that's flowing over God's people. That's the blessing of unity in our lives. This fragrant aroma that spreads throughout the room. When we dwell together in unity... It's attractive, it's appealing, and it's abundant. The second illustration is that of dew. Verse 3, David says this, It is like the dew of Hermon. Now, what is the function of dew? It refreshes the ground, right? Restores the ground. It gives moisture and new growth to the ground. David is saying, dwelling in unity with your brother is like that refreshment, that morning dew that falls on the ground, that wets the grass and gives moisture and sustenance to it. And he specifies where this dew falls. This falls on Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is the largest mountain in Israel. He doesn't end there. David continues and says this, coming down upon the mountains of Zion. Now there's a contrast here taking place. You don't, if you don't know geography, you miss it. Mount Hermon is the largest mountain in Israel. Mount Zion is the largest mountain in Jerusalem. He's comparing a large mountain with a small mountain. And he says this dew falls on both. Whether you are great, whether you are small, whether you are mighty, whether you are little, this dew, this blessing falls on everyone when you live together in unity. It brings refreshment. It brings sustenance. sustenance it brings new growth to both the great and the small alike. To both the highest hill, even the places of worship. Why? David ends with this. For the Lord commanded the blessing there. That is where blessing is commanded. On the great and the small. And then he ends with this. It's kind of interesting. The last two words. Life forever. Think about this. As the, as the community is walking up, ascending up to worship together, David is reminding the people, Behold, listen, he is reminding the people the value, the importance of living in unity together. Kind of like me standing in the parking lot. As you're walking into church in the morning and yelling at you, Hey, I don't know what you're bringing into this building, but it's important 
that you, when you walk in these doors, that you're going to do it with unity. And you're going to worship, and you're going to live together with your fellow believer, with unity. I know you're different than she is, and I know you don't like him. And I know when we have dinner next week, you are going to not sit next to this person. But I'm telling you, it is important, it is vital that we live together in unity, that we walk hand in hand. Why? Because there is blessing there. Because there is abundance there. Because there is provision there. Because there is new growth there. Because there is the Spirit of God. Let me challenge you. Maybe some of your troubles in your life come from this. Your refusal to live in unity with your brother. Acknowledging the reality that unity requires effort on your own part. It requires sacrifice. Maybe that ugly, smelly person is going to sit in the chair and maybe you've got to pour some oil. Maybe you've got to give up some of your own oil so they can smell better. And that aroma can be fragrant so others can smell and be attracted to it. It takes sacrifice. Kind of like Jesus, sacrifice for your sins on the cross. On that mountain where life is given. But the reality is, If you put in the effort and you're willing to sacrifice a little bit for the unity of the whole, that unity will bring blessing. Like that fragrant oil. That unity will bring abundance like the dew in the morning. Maybe you're desperate for for life. Maybe you're desperate for new growth in your home, in your family, in your workplace. Maybe you need to take some steps forward with people who are different than you and strive for unity. Maybe we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and think, you know what, instead of arguing, instead of fighting with my brother, with my friend, maybe I need to put in a little work and sacrifice a little so I can dwell in unity. And others can look at me And they can see and smell and feel that fragrant aroma of Jesus and experience life eternally in Him. It's up to us. Our mindset, our attitude, our effort. David says this, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. What if you set your mind today on the reality that when you sit down at the Thanksgiving table across from that other person and you took the right attitude and chose to love and live in relationship and be a fragrant aroma for them, how would that make a difference in their life? How would that change your family dynamics? Maybe that needs to happen in our church. Maybe you need to change your attitude and your mindset towards someone else. Maybe you need to choose to be like Jesus and lay down your life so others can experience the hope of the gospel.
Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word and the truth we find in it. God, I pray that as we approach this holiday season, that we would do it well. That as we go to work and as we live our lives and we engage with difficult people, God, that we wouldn't use that as an excuse, but we would take advantage of the opportunity and choose to be a fragrant oil, a pleasing aroma to the world, to pursue unity with our brother, and to choose to be a blessing to others. God, you've blessed us so much. You've forgiven us. You've given us life through your Son. And remind us of the opportunity we have today to share that with the world around us. Help us to take advantage of that opportunity and seize the moment and be that aroma, be that blessing to the world. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.